0: Guys, I'm just kind of reminiscing that with my Disney adventures and my Disney collector cards. Do you remember Disney's One Saturday Morning? Well, if you had stuff like this, you probably did. Let's roll the ship. Hello everybody, my name is Rob. Happy Monday, happy brand new week. This is Universe Live, the series that covers the nerdy and geeky. Um, Today, we are going to go over a schedule of what Disney's One Saturday Morning would have been like in 2001. Why that year? Well, we'll get to the other years as well. So, Disney's One Saturday Morning was one of their biggest um, blocks of cartoons. Now, by this point in 2001... It turned to shows that us in the 80s and 90s initially grew up with, but we grew up with the end of a lot of these. So while we may have not known them immediately, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) excuse me, we probably remember some. So first off, if you were watching in 2001, you probably casted a couple spells with Sabrina the Animated Series. Yes, the ABC live action show had a prequel cartoon showing Sabrina and the rest of her crew as teens, learning the ins and outs of being a teen while being a witch as well. Melissa Joan Hart actually played the aunts, Hilda and Zelda, while her real-life sister, Emily Hart, played Sabrina, and of course, Nick Buquet, the all wisecracking cracking Salem, cat, the cat, and others like Bill Switzer and Chris Summer, who did many voices for the cartoons. Now, other than the actual actors, this is one that I have to remember what it was about. Each one was kind of a Sabrina wanted to do something. The spell usually backfired, and then they had to fix it. Wait a minute. That sounds like the Sabrina show, huh? So this was the this was Disney's idea to give you guys a backtrack to what Sabrina might have been like before she was like how she was. If that makes sense? I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. If you guys are interested... You can pick up episodes off places like Amazon Prime. Um, It may be on Disney Plus, though. I don't know because it is a very old one. And the production company is not actually originally Disney. It's DIC that did shows like Power Rangers and all that stuff as well. They did Pokemon. They did um, some movies like Inspector Gadget in the cover. And then, of course, uh, other anime like Sailor Moon. So I'm not sure where you would find this cartoon. However, if you happen to have downloaded the Pluto TV app, which is free, there is a section of kids' channels, and once in a while, you will actually get a couple episodes of that cartoon. So check out Pluto TV. It's free to download, and you might catch an episode there. Now, if you were still watching, remember, these things went from like 7 a.m. to noon, so it was like a five-hour block. The next episode or show up would have been The Weekenders, now this one was also an obscure after Disney cartoon that many of us don't remember growing up. However, you might know the voices of Grey DeLisle, Jason Marsden, Phil Lamar, Lisa Kaplan, Jeff Bennett and Kath Soucie just to name a few. They did all sorts of other excuse me, cartoons. <laughs> now, kind of like Sabrina, this follows a group of teens um basically covers the weekend of those teens uh, Tino Tonatini, voiced by Jason Mrazin, a uh, fun-loving, humorous Italian-American boy; Lorraine Laura McQuarrie, voiced by Gray Delisle, a tomboyish, hot-headed South or Scottish-American girl; Carver Descartes, voiced by Phil Lamar, a self-absorbed and fashion-conscious African-American boy who has Haitian heritage; and Petra Tishnova, otherwise known as Kish Tatserfroski. Say that five times fast. Voiced by Kat Susi, an intellectual and bibliophilic biblio- 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 Jewish American girl with a vaguely defined Eastern European heritage, the fictional country is identified simply as the old country in the cartoon. So there you go. You have a very diverse race of characters, even before diversity kind of was a thing, but that's kind of cool. Another fun fact here, the opening theme was sung partially by Roger Neal, but also by the always hilarious Wayne Brady, who we all know from Who's Wine. Um, Roger Neal, however, did do music from Return of the Jungle and King of the Hill as well. Um, this show is compared more to Nickelodeon style. Uh, classic Supo, things like Rocket Power and It's Told by Ginger, the visual, all that stuff. Um the series also takes place in a fictional city of Bahia Bay. Bahia is Spanish for Bay, so it's Bay Bay, uh-huh, which is based on San Diego, where the creators of the show lived. Um, really, this was one of those Disney shows that they were trying to switch over, though I do actually kind of miss this little transition because there was a nice chunk of these shows that really were kind of awkward, but you look back and you go, that was kind of cool. You might also remember UPN having um, – their Disney's 1-2, which was their little block of Disney shows on Sunday mornings. And then, of course, we have Toon Disney. Um, that came much later. Uh, reruns were on this until 2003. And now it's basically available on DVD and possibly if you're lucky enough to come across um, on YouTube. And as of now, like uh, Sabrina this one is not on Disney+, and it probably won't be, to be honest, because this is, excuse me, definitely not a show that the normal person is going to go pick up. Now, the ratings actually called it the show that killed Pokemon because ABC stole the ratings from the same slot that Pokemon was on our kids' WB, and it actually knocked Pokemon down quite a bit for a while while this show was on. The fact that any cartoon can do that is kind of crazy, but I don't know if they necessarily do that on purpose or if it just happened. Now, for your references, just like Sabrina, you can check out IMDb and the big cartoon database as well. You guys still with me? You want to watch some more? <laughs> All right. How about Recess? Now, Recess is one that we remember, or I remember very well, um, with voices like Pamela Adlon, Ricky De- Hold on his last Ricky Deshaun Collins, Andrew Lawrence, Jason Davis, Cortland Mead, and Ashley Johnson to name a few. We had those rambunctious kids who basically took over the playground doing all sorts of things that they weren't supposed to do. Um, this one you might remember strictly from being the ad obscure Disney show. Um, it wasn't. Fully liked around people that I know personally, but it was a very popular um, uh, cartoon. It even went so far as to get two movies Recess Schools Out and Recess Christmas Miracle on Third Street. Um, and we have Recess All Grow Down and Recess Taking the Fifth Grade. Um, we also had some of the characters show up in Lubo and Stitch the series. So they crossed over quite a bit. Um, Let's see what we got for some of the facts. So the production, uh, August uh, 1997, we got a sneak preview and it premiered September that same year. Of course, as I just mentioned, the uh, movies went right to video. um, And Disney Channel added recess to the lineup in 2003, Um, later, or obviously a few years later, officially, We had other shows like Fillmore, The Legend of Tarzan, and Buzz Lightyear, which we're gonna go over a little bit later, as well as the Buzz on Maggie. Most of these came much, much later. This one, however, though, is on Disney+, Plus, probably because it was more of a Disney show than we knew. So really, it was on ABC from 97 to 2000, UPN from uh, the end of 2000, basically. ABC again from 2001, UPN again, 2001, end of the year, and then of course the films went to video, one went to theatrical release, and then of course Disney Channel and ABC Kids later on in 2006. That is pretty crazy. Now, they did make a mention earlier about the crossover for um, Lilo and Stitch. It's not really that weird. This particular one, the gang goes to Hawaii, they meet up with Lilo and Stitch, and of course chaos ensues. Reception-wise, most people seem to like it. Um, a lot of people enjoyed the adult crossover to the parents that were watching. But, of course, overall, it did pretty well. Now, this one actually has an official website, which is kind of funny. Oh, what do you know? It's not an official website. It's Disney+. Plus. So if you want to check them out, you can check them out on Disney+. Plus. Of course, IMDb, big Cartoon Database, and all of that good stuff. Next up, Lloyd in Space. Now, this one I had to go back a little bit and review because, again, not all of these really ring a bell. We have Cortland Mead once again, Bill Fagerbach, who you guys probably know from SpongeBob as Patrick Starr, Justin Shinkaro, Nicolette Little, Rachel Crane, and Pamela Hayden, just to name a few of the people. Now, this one kind of, you know, being it was an alien cartoon, of course, people seem to like it. Well, kind of. So living far in the future, shortly after the end of World War, I guess, 11 at this point, Lloyd Nebulon is a grinskin alien of the Ver- Verde-Green race. Uh I see what she did there with pointy ears and a single antenna sticking out from its head. Lloyd lives in the Intrepidville Space Station, along with his telekinetic and telepathic little sister, Francine, his mother, Commander Nora Lee Nebulon, the head of Intrepidville. Lloyd's friends are Eddie R. Horton, a red-haired teenage human, Kurt Blobberts, a massive purple blob with a single eyeball and low intelligence of a species known as the Blobulans, and Douglas McNoggin, a giant brain with limbs and a face of a species known as the Cerebellians. Gotta hand it to them to not being so creative after being kind of creative. I don't know. This show was on from 01 to 02 on ABC, and then 02 to 04 when the tune didn't, Excuse me, guys. The Toon Disney Channel came out. Um, let's see. Production-wise, first introduced in 01. The show received higher ratings than initial expected. Prompt using the Coffey Order additional episodes. It finished production in 2003 after the one Saturday morning block was removed. The final episode aired in 2004. Reruns were put on Toon Disney until 2006 when it was replaced with The Emperor New School, the cartoon that was based off The Emperor New Groove. Uh, the reception was a series received the mixed reception. Andrea Graham, of common sense media, described the series focusing on a space team who copes with intergalactic boredom. She also argued that the series is charming and heartwarming. So I guess that was a backhanded compliment. I don't know, maybe. If you guys want to learn more, check out IMDB and the Big Cartoon Database. As of now, this is not anywhere streamed, but you can probably find it online. Looks like we're going to take a break for a second. We got a comment. I liked recess. Why do you think that one wasn't popular? Why do you think that one wasn't as popular or well liked? Well, it seems from the resources that it was very popular and well liked. The people I knew at the time that were watching it weren't as big of a fan. It took me a little while to get into it, only because I was used to the other types of Disney cartoons, so this was kind of a brand new one. Looking back at it, however, this is one of the few times where I would say that it kind of grows on you a little bit. And it is kind of cool that you can watch it streaming or otherwise online. So that's kind of why I thought, hopefully, that answered it there. Um, But you are correct to think that apparently it was very popular because according to all of the resources, Recess got very high grades. Uh Aha, you like that there? All right, you guys still with me here? we got a few more shows to go over. Back to our uh, shows after that commercial break. Next up, it's the Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. The cartoon based off the character of Buzz Lightyear and his friends through space. We had actually quite a few people here, uh, Patrick Warburton, Wayne Knight, Stephen First, Nicole Sullivan, um, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Larry Miller. All of you may not recognize the names, but you might see them. For instance, Larry Miller, principal from uh, Even Stevens, Kevin Michael Richardson has done almost all the voices, Patrick Warburton, everywhere. Wayne Knight, you guys probably know from Seinfeld, and Nicole Sullivan, King of Queens, The Dog Walker, if you remember that show. So this one was one that I loved a lot, really not because of the Toy Story franchise, but because it was a cartoon, and it was Buzz Lightyear doing his thing. Of course, as mentioned, all of the famous names playing the characters, but this was kind of what Lightyear, the movie that came out, was kind of was, 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 was Kind of the same thing before it happened. This was basically the day in the life of a Star Command uh, unit with Buzz and his friends trying to feed, defeat uh, evil Emperor Zur, as well as many other uh, evil robots um, in work in opposition to the Galactic Alliance. Kind of sounds like cartoon Star Wars, too, which, funny enough, Star Wars did have its cartoons. That's uh, for another day. Some of the other characters, Princess Miranova, Booster Sinclair, Munchapper, XR, and then of course Commander Nebula, The Little Green Man, Ty Parsec, Rocket Crockett, Petra Hammerhold, Plasma Boy, and 42. Some of those were robots. Pretty funny that we had those names. This one has an entire list of episodes, so if you want to go check it out, go to IMDb. Broadcast and syndication, the series aired during UPN's Disney One programming from October 2000 to 2003. One episode uh, aired twice during its original run. It also was on the Disney Channel from 2006 to 08. Two episodes were taken off. Um, oh, I'm sorry. It was taken off the air. Yes. Two episodes, Conspiracy in the Shot, were rarely seen up to 2001. The show also aired on Toon Disney from 03 to 07, as well as networks like the Jetix block, that I think was on another channel, but it was a Disney company. For a brief time in 'O four, Now, this is the, one of the ones on our list that actually won an award, a Daytime Emmy Award for Extending Sound Editing Special Class in 2001. It's hard for a cartoon, especially bad then, to get one if you weren't an animated film. So, the fact that this one got one, I mean, I guess at Disney, so it's no surprise, but still, that's pretty cool. A video game titled Buzz Lightyear of Star Command was developed by Traveler's Tales and published by Activision, released for PlayStation, Game Boy Color, Microsoft Windows, and Dreamcast in 2000. The game revolves around Buzz chasing down various villains and defeating them using different color-coded weapons. That's kind of cool. I don't know if I've played that, but i got to see if I can uh, find that game because I would definitely try to download that game if I could. If you guys want to learn more, IMDB and the Big Cartoon Database. Let's see, is this video game still around? I don't know. Maybe not. I'll have to look it up. All right, next on our list, how about Teacher's Pet? Similar to Lloyd in Space and Recess, this was kind of a different style, more Nickelodeon-esque show. Voices of Sean Fleming, Nathan Lane, Deborah Deborah Drew Ruff, David Ogden Stiers, Kevin Schoen, and Mae Whitman, to name a few. This was about the Nine-year-old boy and his dog who dresses up as a boy because he wants to go to school with it. The artistic designer of the Cranium board game actually created the character of the dog. And if you played Cranium before, you'll know what I'm talking about. So the series follows Leonard Helperman, the nine-year-old boy in fourth grade who lives in fear because his mother is his teacher. Because of this, he is often mocked and called a teacher's pet, but he wants to be considered normal. Meanwhile, his dog, Spot, Mrs. Leonard while he's at school and yearns to be a human boy. So on the first day of school, he decides to come to class, disguised as hu- a human student named Scott the II, who quickly becomes the most popular, influential kid in school. However, Leonard eventually finds out his secret. Although he disapproves, he allows Spot to continue attending school. That's pretty cute, right? That is actually pretty funny. We had 13 episodes. Um... I'm sorry, no, we had 39 episodes, 2000-2002 oh, uh, on ABC, and then 2002 to the middle of 2002 on To Disney. Um, it began airing reruns on Disney XD um, through 'oh nine, and then at that point, um, it was gone. Now, there was a film made out of this one as well, kind of like Recess. Both the film and the show are available on Disney+. Plus. Uh, this one won a few awards, actually, like more than Buzz Lightyear did. Daytime Emmy for Extending Performer for Nathan Lane. He won. No surprise there. I mean, come on, Timon from Lion King. It won the British Academy Children's Award for Best International Children's Program. Um, it, in two thousand, that was two thousand two. It won Outstanding Special Class Animated Program and Outstanding Individual in Animation. And in 003 it won daytime movie Awards for outstanding special class animated program again. and also again I'm sending individual and anim- uh, individual animation too. Um, the movie was simply titled Teacher's Pet if you guys wanted to do that. Um, this is where Spot learns he could actually become a real human but decides not to. And even though it got positive feedback, it was not liked as a film. All right, we got a few more here. Disney's Doug, if you guys remember this one, it was a different version of Doug. It wasn't the original one. However, we had some of the original voices. Uh, Billy West, Fred Newman, Alice Playton, Becca Lish, and Jeff Bergman, to name a few. This one continued on Doug into high school after we saw him on Nickelodeon. Now, this was kind of weird, and really, I'm not sure what exactly happened. Um... It was one of the only few times, really, the big thing to talk about here is that uh, the creator of the Nickelodeon character allowed this to go on. Now, at some point, um, the deal did require Jumbo Pictures, the cartoon company, to make 65 episodes. But apparently, um, after only 52, they declined to make the additional 13. It was very expensive. Uh, they had a two-year window in which you could reverse the decision, um, and yet they still, Disney ended up still taking it anyway, and at that point, the other guy was, or the original Jim Jenkins who made it, was out of the picture, and Disney took it. Now, you can watch this on Disney+, Plus along with some of his movies, um, but again, for me, it's still a Nickelodeon show. The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh was the second-to-last ones here, obviously created by A.A. Milne. Uh, This was one of the many Disney cartoons revolving around Winnie the Pooh. Uh, We have voices of Jim Cummings, who played Winnie the Pooh, John Fielder, Paul Winchell, Ken Sanson, Peter Cullen, Hal Smith, Michael Gouch, and Patricia Paris, amongst others. And this was just more adventures of that cuddly bear. Um, Let me see when it was on. So originally... Um, So this actually was all the way back to 88, 89 originally, but I believe the new ones weren't coming out from between 90 and 92 um, on, I think, Disney Channel. Because this one is still a Disney, um, what do you call it, Uh, franchise. They won a lot of awards for different reasons. Uh, Special Children's Entertainment Series, Silver Seal Award. The Golden Seal Award, Original Outstanding Animated Programming, and Children's Animation as well. Now this one is funny because you can get the videos everywhere, you can get the DVDs everywhere, Uh, but if you want to watch, you can watch some of them on Disney+, you can watch the remainder on Amazon, Netflix, I believe, or Hulu, whatever, and um, you can get digital copies. Now the last one on this list, if you were still watching with us, it's House of Mouse. This was Disney's way to revamp old Disney cartoons in a way to get people back to it. So if you remember way, way back when we had Mickey Mouse, we had Goofy, Donald Duck, all those people. This was new and improved, better graphics cartoons. This one went from really only one year, but it was broken down throughout the time. It went from ABC to Toon Disney, then direct to video when some of the movies came out. Wayne Alwine, Russie Taylor, Tony Anzelmo, Tress McNeil, Bill Farmer, and April Winchell, among others, were the voices. You recognize some of those from the original cast of characters, so it's not too surprising. They won a daytime Emmy for attending individual animation and the Annie Award for attending voice acting and animated television as well. Um, this one probably is on Disney+. Plus. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, no, this is actually from Disney.com, but it looks like it's broken right now, so I wouldn't recommend going. Uh, check out IMDb and the Big Cartoon Database. What do you guys think? That was a lot of cartoons to put through. Do you remember watching that many cartoons at once? Well, we hope you had a good time. Uh, shout out to everybody who was watching. Thank you uh, to my wife for the awesome comment. We'll be back later with a QA and a on musicals. So we're going TV and music all day long. Bye, guys.